For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a social media examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher. My co-host is Grace Duffy. And this is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We bring you expert opinions about the relevant social media news and how it impacts you. On today's show, we explore Instagram branded content ads for brands and influencers, as well as Snapchat's new native checkout feature, with special guest Kate Talbot. Want to remind you that if you're watching this on Facebook or Crowdcast to hit the share button and let people know, I also want to remind you about the Google Analytics marketing seminar that is coming up very soon. This show is brought to you by the Google Analytics marketing seminar. It's a one-week deep dive into Google Analytics designed specifically for marketers to help answer the question, is it working? Join the world's leading analytics pro, Chris Mercer, online and gain complete confidence in your marketing decisions. Visit analyticsformarketers.com to learn more. Quick reminder, everything we talk about, all the links, details, and notes from today's show will be in the Social Media Examiner Saturday post, which you can find every Saturday at socialmediaexaminer.com slash news. All right, let's kick off this show. So our first guest, our guest today, in fact, is Kate Talbot. She's a marketing consultant, speaker. She's led uh, social media at Virgin America and Kiva. She's also the author of the best-selling book, the best-selling Snapchat book. Oh, Snap, you can use Snapchat for business. Welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you guys for having me. Awesome. So we will talk about Snapchat in just a moment, but first we're going to talk about some Instagram news. So Instagram mm-hmm. introduced branded content ads from influencer posts, which is a mouthful, but it's actually a fairly simple concept. So I would love to kind of dig deep into what this is and how we can use it as marketers. Definitely. So as we all know, as marketers, influencers are big. They're the hottest thing, especially on Instagram. If you look at any of the data, people are always um, looking for Instagram influencers and influencers themselves want to be on Instagram. So as the algorithm changes and influencers are having a harder time being seen with their partnerships with brands, Instagram is seeing a workaround. And what they're doing is that they're giving access to the brands to be able to work with the influencers and utilize their own um, targeting advertising. And so they can partner with the influencers and then do some targeted advertising so that they're using the brand's channel and communications as opposed to the influencers themselves. So it's really great for reach. It's great for awareness. And it's great to keep the influencer economy going within Instagram and giving more props to the brands that are using advertising, as well as the influencers who are creating content. Cool. Can you tell us a little bit about how to set it up? It seems like in the description that it's just like a flip of a button, right? 
Yeah, it seems super easy. They already create the, you know, brand channels within Instagram advertising. So it just seems like if you want to utilize this, it's an easy way to do so. And is there something you have to have, uh, like, do you have to have signed up for something to, as an influencer, as a brand, to have this kind of relationship with someone? Like, as an as an influencer, would you need to like be signed up for a program or something Mm -hmm. to be part of this? Mm -hmm. The Facebook Creator Program. So you'll oh, have okay. to be part of that. So because then on your Instagram, it will say, you know, Kate Talbot with sponsor or partnership with Old Navy or whatnot. So it has, you're working with the analytics background, you're working with the advertising and you're being verified by Facebook that you're a creator. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. Yeah. So from an influencer side of things, they would have to do that. What about as far as the the brand side of things? I mean, they would definitely have to be using advertising on Facebook or Instagram. Um, Obviously, we all do that in Business Manager, and they would need to um, be able to have the relationship with the influencer and be able to create content that way. So there are already brands and advertisers that are working with influencers and vice versa influencers that are working with brands. How does this branded tool content ad ad product bring them together? Yeah, there's... They're just utilizing the influencer themselves using the Facebook creator and then the brand. So it's a win-win so that the they can have way more reach, awareness, and targeting using the brand, which probably has a lot of um, community, a lot of followers. They can use that relationship and that audience to then promote the influencer. And then the influencer can be seen by way more people as well. Cool. Well, and it sounds like the bottom line to this is the relationship, right? There has to be a pre-existing mm-hmm. relationship because you have to, as an influencer, you would have to say to Old Navy, right? Like you can use my content and Old Navy has to be able to see your content in order to, I, I guess, boost it is the word in Facebook, right? But uh, you use it as a sponsored ad. So, I mean, is there any... Uh, advice you have as far as like, gen- I think a big question has been like, how do you start these relationships? How do you, I mean, if you're a brand looking to work with influencers, how do you find them? And like, let's say you're an influencer and you're like, well, I want to get in on this. Like, what do you have to do? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like it's the conversation that always is happening for small businesses. Like how do you find influencers or for big brands, like which influencers are going to create content and do a great job. So I think you could look from the small business angle, finding influencers, you could, you know, DM them on Instagram or email them directly. But then for the bigger brands, you can work with agencies or marketplaces, and then you can kind of create those relationships. You can create the relationships and then you can work out deals to then use the Facebook advertising platform to do these new Instagram posts. Cool. I would imagine that this, I mean, we've seen some of the screenshots for this and I can, would imagine that this is something that feels more organic for both the mm-hmm. brand as well as the influencer. I mean, I mean, there was no like branded content inside of the Instagram image itself. It wasn't like them holding up the product like, ooh, ah, mm-hmm. like Ed White or something, you know. But uh, it did say like partnership with up in the, like right below the mm-hmm. name. So that was really the only way that you would see that it was, you know, a quote ad. Um, I mean, is th- that's that's something that's probably more appealing to both uh, the influencer as well as the brand for this partnership, like because of the analytics, because of the push, because of the, or, you know, for the brand to have insight into the organic side of things with the influencer and for the influencer to, to have the brands like money maybe behind pushing their organic post out further. Like it just seems like a win-win, right? 
totally a win-win. And I think it's also speaks to the authenticity. You know, it's this brand, this influencer that's just creating content and then they're being able to use a targeted advertising on the back end with the brand. So it's just a great win because especially with the algorithm, it's harder for influencers to be seen. So if they have this relationships with brands, they can utilize the brand financials and investment to be able to be seen to a bigger audience. So again, a win-win. And it shows that Instagram really wants to help out the influencers, wants to help out the brands and get better conversions and awareness for their community. So again, this is something that uh, brands, if they're looking to work with influencers, that's something you have to kind of almost set up outside of this Mm -hmm. relationship-wise, reaching out wise, uh, and all of that. But again, you said going into, uh, this is rolling out now and going into, um, what was it? It was, was it ads manager or business manager? I think business manager. That's where the Instagram stuff is. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) is this uh, both feed ads and story ads or is that, is one rolling out versus the other? Or, uh, is it both? It seems to be both, but I'm assuming that more people will do feed because of the paid partnership, the way that you say partnerships with that is just going to be a little bit more of a stickiness. The story is just going to go away. But again, we'll see what will happen because more people are looking on stories um, now. Cool. All right. Let's transition over to Snapchat, which is interesting, going from Instagram to Snapchat. Uh, so Snapchat's got a bunch of different things that out here, a bunch of little things to hop around on here. So uh, Grace, why don't you set up our first one? Well, Snapchat, okay, so first of all, I wanted to mention that Snapchat saw a massive boost in downloads over the last month, and as you can imagine why, it was from those gender swapping and those baby picture apps, or baby picture filter lenses, right? Lenses, called lenses. So uh, apparently there was some stat that said that they had doubled their downloads in the month of May. Uh, you know, while the downloads don't necessarily convert into daily or monthly users, they're certainly hoping that they do. And so it's no surprise that they've been rolling out a slew of new features uh, over the last few weeks. And so the first one was, uh, and these are all found in the wild. I don't think any of them have been confirmed or mm-hmm. authorized, right? So, but we, I wanted to jump on these because it's just a, to me, it's a signal of things to come. So the first one was multi-snaps in the composer, which enables users to create and post a string of snaps altogether, which is very familiar <laughs> from the last platform we were just talking about. So can you tell us, uh, you know, how this would work and how marketers could make this work for them? And, or what do you know about this product? Yeah. So as you said, every single thing is Snapchat beta right now or discovered through reverse engineering. So we're all just learning. But what I, um, in my own research of it, it seems really neat because with Snapchat, you know, it's in the moment content creation. And a lot of times you're at a concert and you're taking footage and you have to just do it in real time. But now with this event, and, uh, or with this new feature, you can just create content constantly and then upload it after. And when you create the content, you can also edit it. So you can add the filters, you can add the you know fun stuff that's on it and make it more professional looking. So it's really a win-win for brands. It's a win-win for creators. And it gives more flexibility towards creating content in real time. That's a good point. It gives you time to kind of put your branding around it, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, The second feature was the event functionality. So this, again, we're still unclear on how this will work because, again, it was found in the deep in the code or whatever. Mm -hmm. It was uncovered. But it was an event management tool that looked a lot like Facebook's event management tool, which it had the name, the description. You know, what's the potential here? What's the I mean, is this something that you think is needed on Snapchat? Personally, 
I don't know if it's needed because the stickiness of Snapchat sticking around, like, I don't know. I think it all depends on what your market is. Maybe if you're all Gen Z, you're not going on Facebook and looking at events and you're finding where your friends are going through these events on Snapchat, then that's great. I think it's all depending on your audience, but I think that sometimes there's so many event places. It's just, where do you want to be? And are these things necessary? So I think it's interesting that we don't even know if it's going to come out, but I think what is cool is that they're utilizing snap maps because they're there and they're, um, you already know where your friends are going to be. You could really create a really cool ecosystem of events itself. And you could find where your friends were when they're, you know, I think that that's a cool way, but who knows about the, uh, importance of having Snapchat events if there's already strong event management um, within Facebook or other platforms. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there could be an integration with the geo uh, the geo filters, right? Like around a certain, like if an event is happening mm-hmm. or something. I don't know. I mean, again, this is all speculative, right? Like uh, geo filter, instead of it being a geo filter, you would have to maybe check into the event on Snap to be able to unlock the, the filter or something. Mm-hmm. Totally. And also you could probably create your own, maybe they make it real easy to create geo filters for that specific event. And then they create that within the tool itself. So who knows what's going to happen. But as you said, like there's so many capabilities that they're creating with emojis, AR and whatnot. So maybe the event um, will be a lot bigger than we, we even know. Cool. Speaking of Bitmojis, so they rolled out the a Bitmoji sticker replies for Snap. So just like on the other platforms, mm-hmm. when you you know you do a response, it gives you a little suggestion. Mm-hmm. So now they have they integrated that with Bitmoji. Yeah, Bitmojis are your avatar. It's who you you create, how you look. Um, all within Snapchat, so you have your own Bitmoji, and mine would be you know brunette girl. I'm sure, you know, you put your outfit in, you can change around Halloween, you could change it all the time. So it's really neat what Snapchat's done with Bitmojis because they took a pretty static kind of app and really integrate it within the communications tool. And now Bitmojis are cool. Perfect. Cool. Yeah, it's kind of like having your own uh, posable, uh, adjustable avatar of yourself to be able to throw in everything. So mm-hmm. building that out is pretty cool to see. Yeah, and it integrates with like Tinder now. They've like really taken the Bitmojis from Snapchat API into other kinds of tools. So now that Snapchat's opened that up, it's really neat that the Bitmojis are now being seen across other apps. Cool. All right. Uh, What's our next piece of news here? Oh, it was, okay. So there was, um, so Snapchat rolled out a checkout feature to five influencers. So they introduced a native Mm -hmm. checkout feature and shops powered by Shopify uh, but they're currently limited to five very specific original or, uh, sorry, official accounts, which is their version of Verified in, in the U.S. So this has been a huge. So Snapchat has been running a huge product and shopping initiative over the last few months. Like mm-hmm. last September on the show, we talked about uh, how they're testing new ways to search for products with the Snapchat camera. I think there was also an Amazon integration with that. Uh, they're looking at shoppable Snap ads available to all advertisers. Over the holiday, there was a huge channel, uh, or a huge Discover channel dedicated exclusively to shopping. I remember it was highlighting smaller brands, more boutique things, more specific things. But is this the first time Snapchat has fully integrated the ability to make a purchase natively without leaving the app? So I don't know if you guys remember when Snapchat created their towels and their ice trays. And they had their own store a few years ago. Wow. So, I do not remember that, but oh my gosh, you're right. You're right. 
So I, in my own little research, I was like, wait, we have seen this before and it's called the Snapchat towel. Um, but in reality, like in the world of e-commerce and what's actually happening, this is really the first time. So is this something, so this is something that they seem to be rolling out. There's five influence or five Snapchat big brands that have this. And then I think they named five other ones. So it's slowly rolling out. Do you think this is something that'll be made available to everyone that has an official or a verified account or are they just keeping it small? I think it will become kind of like a LinkedIn live beta user rollout the way that they're doing it over there. I think they're going to really test and see the results because they have the data and they can see if it's effective and if it's working and then they can go um, throughout it and see. Um, I also think that they should be doing it with like how many followers you have, what's your engagement? Because like when they rolling out with like the Kylie Jenner, Kim Kardashian, Spencer Pratt, it's like they know that those are the power users and people are excited by them. So I think that if that wins with that demographic, then they can keep rolling out with the creators and the influencers. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited for e-commerce across all platforms and especially Snapchat. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So tell me, is shopping within, are people really shopping within Snapchat? Because I haven't seen stats one way or another of like, is this successful? Is it not? You know, again, they've had all these initiatives, but I haven't seen anything else after. Of course, I'm not in on that world. So Mm -hmm. you tell me, what do you, what, what's your perspective on that? Yeah, I mean, Snapchat in itself has always been pretty secretive about what they're doing, you know, not like throwing the data out there. But I was at South by Southwest at the Snapchat house, and they were talking about how much money Kylie Jenner has brought in from selling her lip kits and highlighters on Snapchat. So I'm pretty confident that it is effective a tool and platform to do so. And just think about the Gen Z audience that is on there all the time. And then the way that they've differed the influencers and really focused on them within Discover. Mm-hmm. I think that with the awareness there and then with just the creators that they're focusing on, like even that girl, Bad Babby, you know, um, she has her own Snapchat TV show. So they're really creating this ecosystem of like content, commerce, community and highlighting. So I think it's really cool in that way. Um, and I'm excited to see if it will get bigger. And I think they have the ability to do so because everybody's on Snapchat and they're playing around and why not buy? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, if anything, Snapchat is alive and well. It's doing amazing. It's doing these, <laughs> like you said, I mean, these these are, I mean, the list of brands, you've listed a several of them, but it's it's just, these are people with like a huge follower. You, you say, you hear their name and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I got that. You know, <laughs> Mm -hmm. I know what the Spencer Pratt crystals dude like those seem awesome (laughs) (laughs) they they say this is going to be rolling out to more accounts in the coming weeks we can only hope that like with all of these social media rollouts with these new tools that eventually it trickles down to the smaller brands that Mm -hmm. us are kind of involved with so that we would have this ability as well Totally. And I think that that's what excites me um, about social media selling is that small businesses have the capabilities to have these tools to be able to increase sales, increase conversions and be able to do it natively instead of through like a whole Shopify um, off platform experience. And I think that the more that this happens, the better it will be for all of business around because it's just one more um, channel for people to focus on to get more revenue and, and, and also awareness and community. Yeah, perfect. Great talking with you. Thank you so much for being oh here. You've been really helpful and glad to have you on the show. We'll have to have you back soon when there's more news for you to talk to. And uh, yeah, I don't know what else to say other than thank you so much. Thank you for being <laughs> Thank you guys for having me and all the people in the community. I'm so excited to have you guys listen and be here. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, have a good day.
All right. Thank you again, Kate, for being here. And uh, so we've got a few other items of news here, smaller items uh, that we want to just knock out here real quick. So first one uh, is Facebook has released some numbers about Facebook Watch, interestingly enough. So uh, they have they have announced that uh, more than 720 million users monthly and 140 million daily users spend at least one minute on watch. Now I'm like, okay, one minute, like that's like, anyway, I'm, I, I'm going to try and not to editorialize as I report the news here, but again, one minute is kind of, eh. anyway, <laughs> but it also says that on average daily visitors are spending uh, 26 minutes uh, on average on watch videos. So I, I think they're trying to tell us something. I think they're trying to say that, more people are using watch than used to be using watch. Maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think, mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and then brands are using more ad, brands that are using the ad breaks to monetize these videos are have tripled over the last uh, year, Facebook reports. And uh, it says that it's making watch about intentionality and finding videos that users actually want to see and sit down and watch. So those users tend to be more willing to watch a higher ad load and more than 70% of the mid-roll ads are being viewed to completion on Facebook watch. But so that skepticism that you were voicing there earlier is the same skepticism. I think a lot of other advertisers have voiced in that, that uh, more is that consecutive, is that a consecutive minute or is that various seconds? Because as we know, you know, there's, there's such a thing as like three and one, three and 10 second, you know, views, right? Is that's how they're monetizing. And so they are looking, for instance, a lot of advertisers aren't quite sold on it. There's some doubt, but, um, you know, they've piped in and suggested that maybe Facebook ought to provide deeper breakdowns of, of how many users are watching like five minutes or 10 minutes to really understand the power of this platform. But they are looking to uh, invest and are looking to, or Facebook is looking to entice more advertisers and viewers with even more original content, more capabilities around social viewing, which is a big deal on Facebook, I believe. And then um, they're also looking to expand their global partnerships with other brands and also linking brands and creators. So they're definitely putting the money into it. Um, I don't think it's gone yet, <laughs> but uh, it's there and it's going strong. I, I think this, and it uh, rolled out globally more than a, a little bit, a uh, little bit less than a year ago. So, yeah. you know, and again, remember if I'm not mistaken, uh, Facebook did not mention Facebook watch at all at F8 uh, a month and a half ago, month, month and a half ago. Not really. So this was, you know, this is recent news update. So anyway, uh, moving on to LinkedIn. So LinkedIn uh, has some, a couple of minor release uh, abilities here. So they've, they're adding the ability to tag other users in photos as well as the ability to uh, have videos inside of messages and a few other, you know, pieces here. What was the other, I'm missing the other thing here. Well, they've, they've revamped their, or they're tweaking their mobile application. They're moving some buttons around to make it easier, uh, moving the messaging button to the top, right, which is where it is on Facebook actually. So a little bit more user streamlining that. And they're also trying to make it easier for people to find groups. So they will be on the right side of the feed on desktop. And I think they are making it so that you can just click on the picture in the mobile app of the group to access it. So little, little updates here and there, but yeah. I think it's funny that, you know, LinkedIn adds the ability to tag someone in a photo. 
Like, how many years ago wasn't that Facebook had that ability? I don't hey know. Hey now, hey now. And LinkedIn not, is slow and steady. It is, it's. But I think what it actually comes down to is LinkedIn is trying to add more of that social aspect to it, to be more, uh, you know, interactive, to be able to, I mean, the fact that, you know, I could be on LinkedIn and post a picture of me with some coworkers or friends or something uh, at a professional event and that I couldn't tag those people in that photo. I mean, that mm -hmm. was kind of maybe a, a thing that was missing, I think. So it's glad yeah. to see that. Yeah, they're doing well. They're doing well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Instagram is releasing music stickers with lyrics. Now, where have I heard this before? It's I don't know. <laughs> Something with having a tick and a talk. Yes. There you go. So uh, this is official, by the way. This is an officially launched new music sticker with lyrics for stories. I've not seen any of my friends or anybody that I'm following do this, but it will allow you to display the lyrics to the music selection uh, that you've chosen for your sticker uh, alongside your video so you can sing along. And uh, it's pretty interesting. This is active now in the U.S. and in Germany and in France. Uh, and by the way, the way that you get to this is you go to the music lens before you shoot the video or, or you can add the music sticker uh, afterwards. And then once you pick a song, the lyrics will pop up and they will uh, cue you to the segment of the music you want to play. And then you can kind of cycle through and, you know, choose your style of karaoke teleprompter. So I think this isn't something, uh, this is, uh, trust me, I would use this, but I'm probably not going to use it often. And I don't know. <laughs> you know what? So, now that I said that, I'll have to go do it. Now and you have to, you have to do it now. Now you have to do it. Dare accept it. Right. So <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is definitely going after, TikTok and prior to that musically, you know, so I have a teenager, you have a teenager is, is your teenager on TikTok? My teenager is barely on social media at all. I'm a yeah. good parent. Just you are a good parent. <laughs> you are a good parent. <laughs> Actually, she's on Pinterest. She looks at a lot of things on Pinterest. So there you well, go. okay. Is this where I get to admit that my younger one that is not a teenager quite yet downloaded TikTok and it and like refers to it the same way other people refer to YouTube. I guess. Yeah. It's the it's up and coming. Anyway, just throwing that out there. <laughs> All right. Good parent, bad parent. <laughs> yes. Okay. So then what this last news piece is uh Facebook came out and they're they're sharing tips. The reason we call attention to this, Facebook is sharing tips for reaching audiences and creating mobile first ads. Anytime a social network tells you what you should be doing on their platform, it's probably a pretty good idea that by doing so, you could and should see some sort of ROI from that. It's kind of an indication as to what they're doing or where they're going or what they are paying attention to. So you should pay attention when they talk about it. So They've came out with this new guide called Reaching Your Audience at Key Moments. And essentially, they're talking about modern apps and tools that make it possible to uh, celebrate major events or smaller events, target marketing campaigns more specifically to reach your target audience, report 
an overview of more specific audience celebration and events. And even uh, they, they also say that consumers are spending more time using their mobile devices than they are watching TV. I think that's pretty true, right? Yeah. And so uh, they basically give some of these mobile first. And, and by the way, we'll have the link to this in the show notes to where you can go uh, grab this um, report or the, these tips, but they're talking about uh, having considerations for your upcoming ad campaigns. This was part of a, a, a business webinar that Facebook did. And it's, it's got all kinds of different, you know, mobile, I, I guess I would say mobile first considerations for your brand, especially with your activities regarding Facebook. So it's a lot of tips for how you sheet the content, yeah. how, you know, how you upload it, how you put, you know, the, the length, it also gives some key performance data. So this was, uh, there's was like, Eric mentioned this was a screenshot on a webinar, but you can actually watch the full webinar on uh, the Facebook developer site. And we'll also link to that as well. And it's, it's really interesting. So I think it's a 22 minute video, but uh, it's, it's jam packed with like, do this, hold the camera here, hold it this way. Look at the, you know, like, what do you highlight on? What do you highlight? What do you focus on? It's yeah. very useful. So that is our show. I want to remind you again that you can find everything we talked about, the details, the links, the notes, uh, everything in the Social Media Marketing Talk Show Recap that publishes every Saturday on Social Media Examiner. You can find the quick link to get there by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash news. And if you are a pro- if you prefer to, co- to uh, consume your content via audio, this show is a podcast. You might be listening to it right now and you can find it on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode as they drop every Monday. But you can also join us live every Friday. Our next episode will be Friday, recording live Friday, June 21st, 2019 at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And you can get this on your calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show to join us live. Don't forget that this episode is brought to you by the Google Analytics for Marketers seminar. It's a one-week deep dive into Google Analytics designed specifically for marketers to help you answer that question, is it working? And we're bringing you the world's leading analytics pro, Chris Mercer, and you will gain complete confidence in your marketing decisions based on his teaching. Go to analyticsformarketers.com to learn more. Thank you again to Grace Duffy, my co-host and show producer. Thank you, Eric, for being an excellent host and for Jeff C. for handling the simulcast. And thank you again to Kate Talbot for giving us an overview of Snapchat and Instagram influencers today. So that was a great, uh, great session, a great segment. And until next week and next episode, I will say have a great weekend. Have a great week and see you next show. Bye bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Have a good weekend. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.